This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Congressional appropriators have a list of requests as they draft funding bills for the next fiscal year. That list for ag requests got a little longer today. A bipartisan contingent of 73 House members sent a letter to the House Ag Appropriations leaders today calling for $550 million for USDA's ReConnect program to increase rural broadband access and another $350 million for grants and loans. The letter was led by Virginia Democrat Abigail Spanberger and Illinois Republican Rodney Davis, both members of the House Agriculture Committee. They say support for the funding is critical to address the digital divide and ensure that rural communities have equal access to opportunity. House and Senate appropriators also received a letter today from state and national ag officials calling for $25 million to fund the Office of Urban Agriculture and Innovation Production within the United States Department of Agriculture. That funding was authorized in the 2018 Farm Bill. National Association of State Departments of Agriculture CEO Barb Glenn says urban ag can be a pathway to start farming and gain experience, and supporting urban agriculture fortifies agriculture's future. Stay tuned tomorrow for more from the House appropriations process with Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue testifying on Capitol Hill. The western corn belt is still recovering from one devastating winter storm and another looks to be right around the corner. We are going to see a very similar system and as a result we have great concerns for some of the areas that are still recovering from flooding, especially areas where we haven't seen repairs to levees and other flood protection infrastructure. That's Brad Rippey, a meteorologist with the Department of Agriculture. This is before the storm hits. We are looking at more than seven dozen river gauges across the United States, most of them in the upper Midwest, the middle and upper Mississippi Basin or the mid-Missouri Basin, experiencing moderate to major flooding at this time, another 115 experiencing minor flooding. So that's 200 total river gauges across the U.S., almost all of them in the Mississippi Valley or the Missouri Valley, experiencing flooding of some degree before this storm hits. Then we're going to be dumping all of this wet snow and some rain across some of these hardest affected regions. He says the coming storm will look a lot like the bomb cyclone that hit four weeks ago. And this system is going to take a similar track, explosively deepening across the central Great Plains and then drifting slowly toward the northeast across the upper Midwest and then finally reaching the Great Lakes region by April 12th. The main axis of that falling from Wyoming to Wisconsin and in many areas that is going to be in the form of a heavy wind-driven snow and that will obviously add another factor to this system. Rippey says there will be some overlap of impacted areas, but it appears the heaviest of the precipitation will fall north of where the March storm hit. An ag input company leader says American agriculture needs to do a better job understanding what consumers are looking for. On this week's AgriPulse Open Mic, Syngenta Seeds President David Hollenrake says the consumer education up to this point has fallen short. One of the things I would suggest is we need to lean in and better understand uh, the desires of, of consumers in, in production agriculture. We haven't been great at this. Fact is, uh, more consumers are desiring more locally grown. Um, they, they believe that organic is better than conventional. We've got an educational responsibility here. We haven't done a really good job of, of, of educating with the appropriate tonality and fact. He says even if that education doesn't change consumer behaviors, it should at least allow for more informed decisions. Yes, maybe, maybe consumers, if they have the affordability, will desire more locally grown and organic, and that's fine. 
Um, but at the same time, we have to make sure that everyone understands that the yield profile won't be as great if we try to go down that track. Uh, so organic uh, likely produces about 60% that of uh, conventional or um, uh, you know, more of the uh, modern production ag practices. Hear more from Holland Rake and his conversation with Jeff Nally on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.